Welcome to the Animation Happy Hour, a podcast about breaking into the animation industry over a couple of drinks. All opinions and views expressed in this podcast are solely our own and are not representative of the companies for whom we work. My name is Ben, I'm an animator at DreamWorks. And my name is Garrett, and I'm an animator currently working at Disney. And my name is Katie, and I'm an apprentice animator at Disney. This episode, we are interviewing my very good friend, Paula Benedicta Martinez from Spain. Hey! Hey, Paula, welcome. (laughs) Thank you for being here. Paula is an amazing animator who I worked with in the apprentice program at Disney the last year. She is a wonderful animator who specialized in Elsa during our time here. Oh Woo! my god! No big deal. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> Minor character. <laughs> so we are going to chat with Paula about what it was like to move to the U.S. from Spain, navigating the visa process, just dealing with the like very logistical um, issues maze. yeah maze of <laughs> yeah. moving to another country with I, I you know you have two cats that you flew with so kind of all of the above of what it's like to work abroad yeah but first we definitely wanted to say thank you so much for coming on yes. we were really excited to interview you this is ama- an amazing opportunity for us and the listeners to hear from someone who's to move to the U.S. and done this, so yeah, I feel like uh, like ninety percent of the people you meet in online school classes come from abroad. Right. So I, I hopefully this is super relevant for listeners uh, tuning in. Yes, and Paula is talented enough to give an interview just based off her animation merits alone, but. Bonus, she's from abroad. <laughs> so, yes. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me here. <laughs> so to start out, like, let's just chat about kind of the very basic first interview question. Tell us about yourself and your journey to animation and where you studied along the way. It's a little bit interesting because I, I come from a path that is not animation or artistic or whatever. I was, before I studied, like the... Like science path in because in like in the high school in Spain we have like four paths I think mm-hmm. like artistic mm-hmm. scientific uh, like letters and oh <laughs> yeah like I don't know writing and I guess yeah. like literature, literature mm-hmm. and the other one is another kind of of uh, science one like a biology oh mm. gotcha oh, wow. and I I went into the scientific path but more mathematics and Oh, wow. Physics and stuff. Oh, yep. my gosh. Yeah. Wow. That's really cool. And I actually went to the university to study a multimedia engineering that is like a computer science. Mm-hmm. We did programmation and stuff. Wow. <laughs> it's wow. super awesome. different. Yeah. It's kind of related to 3D and animation. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And there we, we kind of have like learned something about animation, but not that much, just like keys. Like, oh, yeah. you okay. put a key here and another key here, and it moves. <laughs> that, uh, okay. that's, that's all you need to know. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's in an animator, yeah. And we, yeah, I was there, and when I finished, I, like, I was two years working as a programmer mm-hmm. for a newspaper. Mm-hmm. And then I, I wanted, actually, I wanted to do modeling. Oh, nice. And I couldn't find in Spain, because in Spain, there's not a lot of, like, mm-hmm. uh, schools that do that. And I just said, well, there's one in animation. 
That's right. Oh, nice. And now oh, wow. I love it, and I'm so glad I find it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's oh. crazy, because yeah. you're so good at animation. <laughs> I can't I imagine so, you as a modeler. <laughs> I got to say. Yeah, I was not too good. <laughs> you, so you did programming for two years at yeah. a job? What was your experience really quickly with that? Like, Did you uh, enjoy that, or were you like bored, yeah. or you liked it? I liked it. Yeah. I mean, I'm a person that I, t- I like a lot of things. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think I enjoy being like professional in like a lot of places. I like to be like I like to program. I like I don't know even biology and stuff. Oh, and yeah, I like yeah. my I love math and I. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. So I think I can enjoy like everything. Yeah, and then <laughs> after the I went to the university when I finished my degree and I was working. Uh, then I did the master in animation. And I work in Ilion for a year or so in a film like Paramount Film Wonder Park. I started there as a junior animator. So, yeah, I was there. And then I went to another studio like a couple months or so that we were doing like a film from Korea. Hmm. Uh, Red Shoes. It's called. Nice. Oh, yeah. Wait, isn't that... Red Shoes and Seven Dwarfs? Yeah, yeah. Was, that that's one. Snow White, right? Or yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I came back to Ilion for four months, and I was... I, I wasn't employed, <laughs> so I oh, just yeah. saw the Disney Apprentice... Nice. ...like, trainee program, and I applied. And I didn't really know that it was good. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, yeah, I'm going to try, but <laughs> I don't think this is going to happen, but yeah. That's awesome. That happened. That's wow. awesome. That's Super awesome. Cool. Yeah. That's, that's a really quick trajectory. That's amazing. You just got a job yeah. at Ilion. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> so easy. Not easy, but my, my school was attached to Ilion in some way. Okay. Oh, I see. Nice. And we did like internship for a month there. And they liked me. So they, that's awesome. they just called me when I finished the, uh, oh, okay. the master. Sweet. Yeah, that's, wow. that's, that's super cool. Like, that's sweet. awesome. That's really I love that it all started because there was no modeling education. <laughs> so it's like, all right, fine, I'll be a Disney animator. Yeah, <laughs> Where were you when you got the call to be in the apprentice program? I what was, was that like? <laughs> I, I was at home alone and I just, like, when Matt called me, I was, I couldn't believe it. And then, because in my case, it was not like you, you got the apprentice because they were, they had to look into the visa stuff before oh, they told I me see. that I got it. But he told me that there was a possibility that maybe tomorrow he will call me to say, uh, to tell me that I was in the program. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. High stress, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just hung up and... I started crying, oh, <laughs> and I yeah. called my mom, and she started crying too. Oh my so, god, yeah. <laughs> that's so great! That's yeah. Awesome. So then, did he call you the next day, literally? Then, uh, and said it was I think okay, yeah, or? next day or two days to tell to tell me that, yeah, because that's also a thing that just to tell me that he they were going to try. Oh, okay. Because you never know if, if they are going to get the visa. So oh, yeah. we're going to try, but it's not like something 100% sure that mm-hmm. you're going to get it, but we're going to try. Gotcha. So wow. That's, that's, nice. that's yeah. awesome. Wow. Very easy. <laughs> yeah. It's like such a, I'm sure that was such a weird mix of excitement and anxiety. So, so he contacted you to say they might try mm-hmm. and then that they will try. Yeah. And then later to say that it worked. 
right? And that you're coming? Later, later. Oh, like, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so how much yeah. later did you find out the visa went through? Uh, I literally got the visa uh, two days before moving here. So, <gasps> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Whoa, that was, that's crazy. quick. You had to yeah. just suddenly move. But wow. not, it's not because of Disney or it's just a process because you right. never mm-hmm. know if some, like... You know that they are making like doing the process, and maybe they send to the embassy. Oh yeah, oh, embassy. yeah. and yeah. stuff. But mm-hmm. you never know if something is going to go wrong. In the For visit. sure. So, wow. Oh, yeah, I just got the yeah. passport with the visa, and I booked the flight, and I came here wow. two days. So. <laughs> oh my crazy. gosh! Jeez. To find an apartment and do all that. We'll get into that, but that's yeah. like crazy. Yeah. I guess we should mention for some of our younger listeners or people that aren't aware what a visa is exactly. Yeah. And I don't know if I know the exact <laughs> definition, but essentially it's, you know, it's a, it's basically permission for uh, non-citizens to work and study in the country. And there are different types of visas depending on if you're going to come here for college or university or if you're going to work a full-time job here. And there's usually specific terms about how long you can be here, whether you have to go back to your home country for a certain period of time. Um, it's a requirement, right? You can't work without a visa? or you Totally. Can't, yeah. mm-hmm. You can't even live here without a visa. So oh, gotcha. yeah. I mean... Mm-hmm. You can live here without a visa if you're married to someone that is right. that mm-hmm. has a visa, but you you are not able to work. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So, do you know what like sort of the type of visa you had for the apprentice program and the terms yeah. of that visa? What yeah. they were? I I have a G, G, G1 visa that mm-hmm. is a student visa. Okay. Yeah. So that's the one that I, they did for my in my case because it's easier want to get because mm-hmm. I don't, normally the the work visa is super difficult and also it, it was perfect for the program because it's a like a training program is not working right. like as an animator mm. so, oh that made a difference because it was a trainee versus like a, a animator yeah, like, uh, yeah mm-hmm. i can't be mm-hmm. they can't hire me as an animator because oh i can't work here i'm studying mm. here gotcha <laughs> yeah interesting yeah mm. yeah yeah, I guess it all kind of stems back to, like, the country wanting to be protective of, like, its citizens being yeah. able to find jobs. But yeah. it's, yeah, it is mm-hmm. Yeah, and this yeah. visa is for one year. Mm-hmm. And it can be extended six more months, I think. Oh, uh, okay. Like, you can be a total of 18 months. Oh, in gotcha. The to, okay. like, with a student visa. Oh, cool. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> So, Paolo, with the visa, was there anything you specifically had to do, or was it kind of Disney that handled everything? In my case, Disney handled everything because being on a student visa, they didn't need that much to get it. So, yeah, I had to provide all the, like, certificates for my university, my master and stuff. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. And... Also, they have to contact uh, your like your previous em- like employers oh, okay. to okay. make sure they hire, like what you're saying is true. Mm-hmm. Like you totally. work there, and verify, stuff. Yeah. and yeah, you had to like be like take care of that, like letting them know, like hey, they're going to call you to say. <laughs> oh, okay. But mm-hmm. yeah, they handle everything else. Like they did all the I process see. with the work visa is a little bit different because you need to provide more things. Okay. Mm-hmm. But 
yeah, for the student visa, it was pretty forward. <laughs> okay, cool. Pretty yeah, straightforward. Straightforward. Cool. Yeah. So, so did Disney literally say like we we just need like these documents from you, from, like your previous education and stuff, or was it somebody from immigration or the visa? <laughs> service. I don't know what you call it. <laughs> the yeah. embassy. There you go. Okay, who was, or was it just all through Disney with you? Through Disney, yeah. They have okay. like a legal department oh, that okay. get in contact, contact with you and they just handle everything. Yeah. Oh, they nice. had, actually, I think they had a, a department just for visas, like immigration. And oh, stuff. great. Oh, that's wow. cool. I yeah. think. I'm that not really sure. <laughs> it, it would make sense for yeah. sure that they would have that. So I guess the next thing to talk about is like the moving to the U.S. must have been a huge transition for you and kind of so suddenly, like, what was that like? Like, finding an apartment, like, you know, there's so many logistical things that I imagine you had to go through. Like, well, walk us through that a little bit. Yeah, it was crazy. (laughs) I, I, there's a moment that you don't really, you're not 100% sure that you're going to get the visa, but you're super close. So I started to look for apartments and, uh, I don't know, flights and stuff, just looking at them, like, mm-hmm. just to know that they are there, <laughs> like, yeah. what, what I like or what, and also my boyfriend was already working here, so that was a huge, mm. yeah, because I I stayed with him the first days, and... Oh, okay. That's helpful, yeah. to have someone yeah. you know here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally, and, yeah. Nice. Did Disney give you, like, any help at all with, um, like, relocation or... Okay. Relocation. Yeah, they gave me relocation. I don't remember how much, but it was enough. Okay. (laughs) That's nice. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. They they didn't help me finding... Mm -hmm. Like, apartments apartments or things. I can imagine there must be so many crazy logistics you have to deal with. Like, I know you brought your cats over and flew with them. And then you probably had to do a lot of, like, money transfer and exchange. And how did did you go about handling all of those kinds of moving logistics? Which, first, we commend you for being a true cat mom. Oh, my gosh. And bringing them across (laughs) the ocean with you. That's That's incredible. Yeah, Yeah. did you have to drug them or anything? (laughs) (laughs) That's the first thing. How did you do it? (laughs) Did you drug your cats? What is your drug of choice? (laughs) Actually, in Spain, it's not legal. Do that. Oh, yeah. oh wow. <laughs> <US. No>. <laughs> <laughs> we don't care in the States. So. <laughs> no, is they say that they kind of suffer because they are like paralyzed, but they okay. still are awake. Oh, oh so that's a weird thing to look yeah, to. Yeah, very traumatic. Yeah. Well. Oh, gosh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's not that. Like, it's not every. Okay. Like sleeping oh, pill. I see. There's some mm-hmm. that they just sleep, and there are some that okay, they, they get see. paralyzed and. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, it's crazy. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but it was a big like a big thing too because I, I couldn't bring them like with me in the plane. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I okay. had they had to go in the like the with area. the suitcase. Yeah, right. stuff. Sure. like undercarriage or whatever. And I was just <laughs> every time like with the fire attendant, like, can't you please make sure they put the like the heat? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, put the heat on. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. temperature doesn't get. Bad. I didn't like it at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm sure yeah, that'd be very yeah, anxiety ridden for sure. Yeah, but they are fine. <laughs> yeah, <okay>. Fine now. <laughs> they are fine now. Yeah, they had to do it again. How many cats do you have? Two. I have two, and my boyfriend has two. Oh, cool! Nice. 
Yeah. <laughs> cool. And then with like with banking and all of that, did you have to set up a US bank account and how was that for yeah. you? For the like the first days I had to use my account from Spain, but there are also commissions for the Oh yeah, I can imagine yeah. there's like fees to yeah, use. Yeah, fees abroad. to pay just to change the like the money to use dollar. Mm-hmm. So I had to make an account and also for here to like to work in Disney and to get paid, you need an American account. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so for them yeah. to deposit into. Like hmm. they won't actually give you just checks or anything like that. Yeah, you can have checks, but uh, you need to... Put them somewhere. Put that yeah, money somewhere. Under the bed. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> they just give you cash. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I'm just going to hand this to you under the table. <laughs> but like all that stuff, like now, like, it's just, I feel like in the moment it would be super stressful and just overwhelming mm. to go through all, like, even just me coming to LA, yeah. just thinking of, like, I have to get a car, I have to get an apartment. How is your, like, emotional state doing all that stuff? Were you kind of, <laughs> yeah. Terrible. And also, just, I was so nervous to start, like, it was Disney. Like, it's yeah, Disney. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And, yeah, so I had to open an account. And the thing is that, you can't open an account without social security. Oh. But I couldn't have social security because oh, right. I had to wait wait for a like wait, I don't know. A week yeah. or so. Wow. So the first week yeah. I, it was just counted on my money in Spain. Oh wow. Yeah. Gotcha. And then you get the union charge for joining the union or and you were like, What is this probably? <laughs> That's what I was like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, for us in the apprentice program, the union kicks in a little bit later. Like I think when when did we join? It was a few months. January, and I think. We maybe? first had to get promoted from trainee to apprentice mm. before we joined the union, and then. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, we got noticed that we were gonna have to pay dues, and uh, and they asked us things like, "Do you want to contribute to the four hundred one k?" Which oh, that's a good question. Is that something that? you opted out of because it it's like to retire in the u.s you have to be in the u.s so <laughs> yeah, totally. yeah i opted out of the 401k mm-hmm. because yeah. i i actually i don't know what i'm going to do and it was mm-hmm. just one year of the yeah like, the program was one year and it was so difficult for me to say that i just yeah totally wasn't makes worth sense. it for me mm-hmm. so, yeah, yeah. Actually, I want to really quickly say about the union dues. Um, when you working on the West Coast, if you join um, the Animation Guild, there is a hefty fee that goes along with that, and there's a lot of great benefits with the union. But it's and an something in, an initiation fee. Yeah, an yeah. initiation fee. Yeah, there are quarterly mm-hmm. dues that are like a hundred. 50 between 100 and 150 yeah it depends on what you're paid basically yeah. but yeah, yeah somewhere around there um but yeah it's something to be aware of especially if you're just out of school and your funds are very low and you're moving out to the west coast and you have to put down down payment for rent and security deposit and everything and then all of a sudden you might see this bill for between three and four thousand dollars or something to join the union like, what is this um, yeah it's just good to be aware of that and sometimes you can negotiate with your company to see if they'll cover it for yeah. you Mm-hmm. Um, or if not, you can also set monthly payments for that. And in those cases, it's probably best to pay as little as you can monthly, yeah. like $100, $200 a month. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It's something they don't make super public all the time, but you can absolutely do, and there's no penalty for doing it. Yeah, there's no interest on that initiation fee, so there's no rush to pay it off. Exactly, Mm -hmm. and the reason for that is if, you know, God forbid, you're working at this place and four months in, uh, the movie's canceled and you're let go. If you've already paid that full three to $4,000 or something, you won't get that back. Mm. So it's kind of in your best interest to take your time paying it off. But yeah, yeah. just a little totally. tidbit. I wish that. I knew that before. <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> well, we should say, like being in the union, if you then leave a union job but come back to the union, the money still counts towards your membership and your initiation fee. So yeah. it, it's not bad to pay it's it It's not off. necessarily yeah. bad to pay it off as yeah. long as you come back to the union later. But, That's right. Yeah, and we'll do definitely do more tricky. episodes on the union. <laughs> yeah. So for at DreamWorks, when we steal Paolo away, you won't have to pay that due anymore. <laughs> oh, snap. Little competition going Shots on. Fired. That's right. <laughs> nice. Is there anything, Paolo, that you wish you like knew before moving here? And, I mean, I know, for example, like we just mentioned. Paying as little as possible like, in your initiation. Yeah, anything, just like the logistics of moving and flying or any, yeah, anything at all. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the uh, the union thing, also, ju- not just that, like paying. The initiation yeah. dues and all that. But I didn't know what the union was. Or right. oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was pretty overwhelming yeah. <laughs> yeah. at yeah. the moment. Because I didn't know, I don't know. And also in Spain, we we have social security, like uh, public health care. Like yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not used to having an insurance, like health insurance mm-hmm. and everything. Kind of a mess and complicated. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm very interested. How, how does Disney handle that? Do they do anything for you? Or is it kind of yeah. like find insurance? How did that work? No, I had an insurance for... Because... I have I need an insurance to be with my visa, and oh, okay. Disney made an insurance for me. Oh, good. Okay. When we mm-hmm. were in the training program, mm-hmm. and nice. then after that with the apprentice in the union. So nice. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that's great. So it's taken care yeah. of. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the union, for anyone who's, yeah, we'll talk more about the union later on, but the union has its own sort of insurance that you sign up for and all yeah. that. And it's very good. It's very good. Yeah. I was just referencing earlier how complicated the whole process is, especially if you're used to, you know, public health care. Yeah. Every time you switch a company, switching insurance, it's probably a lot to mm-hmm. to mm. do. Yeah. So that's great that Disney covered it. I know just if there are any students who end up working at DreamWorks, maybe it'll change, but the way it is right now is there's this kind of six-month period where you're not technically part of the union yet, and you don't have health insurance, so you have to find your own during that time. And it's mm. kind of annoying, but you can usually put together some short-term something. But that's great that Disney handles it for you then, so you don't have to worry about it. Did you have, um, on like a visa, is there any restrictions that you have? Like, um, I think one I've heard of is if like, uh, if you get laid off or something, you have to leave the country in a certain yeah. amount of time. Is that what's the deal with that? Totally. My visa depends on the studio because they sponsor my visa. So I uh, I have to be working there if I want to stay in the States. Gotcha. So if in any case I I was let go at, like before finishing my visa, I had to uh, find another sponsor to stay or I, I have to leave to Spain again. 
one of the past places I've worked, I had some buddies who accepted the job um, partially because the company would sponsor their visa, which was fantastic. Um, but it's important to know then when it comes to salary negotiations and that sort of thing, if the company is sponsoring your visa, sometimes you can have much less of a bargaining or what's the word I'm looking for? Leverage. Uh, leverage exactly. Yeah. Um, because they know you can't necessarily go to another company uh, if another company is not going to sponsor your, your visa. So um, again, just something to be aware of that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Super important. Mm -hmm. So once coming to the U.S., what has been like the hardest part of moving to the U.S. from Spain for you? And was there anything you were really homesick for or anything like that? My family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to be so, like, so far away. Like, mm -hmm. because normally, like, when I was living in Spain, I didn't live next to my parents, but I lived maybe four hours of cars away. Oh, okay, so gotcha. I, I can see them, like, they are kind of near, but mm -hmm. now it's 12 hours of, like, plane. Wow, <laughs> so yeah. I just can't do it. And now my, there's, like, it's my grandma is in the hospital, and uh, I, yeah. I want to go, but I can't. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's oh, the sure. definitely the hardest part Yeah. to be here. Yeah, For sure. Yeah, but we have to, I don't know, it's our job. We have to mm -hmm. grow. <laughs> sure, sure. So, as we can all hear, Paula, you speak beautiful English, and it is fantastic, but um, I'm sure there are all kinds of uh, challenges that kind of come along with, you know, not only are you uprooting your whole life and moving halfway across the world, but now you're in a place where you have to speak almost 24-7 in your second language. Um, is there anything like you want to comment on that or any sort of cultural barriers or stuff where you're like, oh, wow, it works really differently here than it did at Ilion in Spain or, mm. or anything like that? I'd love to hear. Yeah, uh, actually working in, like for the work, I can kind of speak like work-related language <laughs> uh -huh. because uh, there in Spain I was working for Paramount too and my director was American and oh, I was working okay. also like mm -hmm. in English not all day because my normally the co-workers speak Spanish but yeah I kind of had that and also my mother like made me go to classes <laughs> that I didn't like in the moment but I'm so glad I did. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah so it has like it was difficult for me, definitely. Mm -hmm. But I think I got better. Oh, with for sure, I'm, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of different working here because uh, it's so weird. But in Spain, it's more close. Everything like the people is is I don't know how to explain it. It's closer. Is you kind of feel like more. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. I can, I think it it has also has to do like we have offices um, and yeah. there we are all together in one room mm. that uh, made it so easy to kind of speak to everyone and with yeah. yeah yeah it's funny because like getting a note in from a director or a supervisor it, even as a native English speaker like you can get lost in translation mm. where like you're like I don't yeah I don't know exactly <laughs> oh, what the, yeah. so I imagine that's like kind of compounded sometimes maybe yeah, if you're yeah. like uh. Like, it'd be sometimes. a lot harder? <laughs> mm -hmm. Sometimes. I but I just ask. To, yeah. to my direct supervisor, mm -hmm. like, maybe 
if I director tells me something that I don't understand, it's like, yeah, I don't understand it. Please help. Yeah, <laughs> like, totally. That uh, is a also, great tip. Yeah. For, <laughs> yeah. Regardless of whether, yeah. I think there's a lot of, especially, yeah, when it comes to getting notes from people, there's, there's a lot of pressure to just be like, yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. But, you know, sometimes you do need an extra round of yeah. clarification and it helps so much to be able to have a comfortable relationship with your superiors or supervisors to say, hey, I'm not sure if we're on the same page. Yeah. And, and so it sounds like you were able to do that. Yeah. And your co-workers also, because I remember <laughs> Katie. <laughs> like, Katie, <laughs> you know, what does this mean? What does this mean? Oh, nice. oh. Good job, Katie. And she mm. helped you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she did. <laughs> Just making sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm embarrassed to say, I think I spoke in Spanish to Paula once and oh, tried <laughs> but then I discovered that Paula has such great English that I just gave up and was like alright oh she doesn't need me to speak in broken Spanish to her only talk about the relative size and shape of things <laughs> beyond that the conversation bueno. was limited estoy bueno I was like, oh, I'm not going to insult her with yeah. my bad Spanish because <laughs> it's, it's hard you don't want to sound just like dumb when you're talking to a supervisor be like I don't know what you're saying <laughs> like, I have no idea yeah, like, what... yeah. <laughs> totally <laughs> Katie Katie <laughs> okay, tell me what you're saying yeah. but it's such an important thing I feel like a supervisor would appreciate that so much if you're like hey I really want to hit that I'm so I just want to make sure that I'm yeah. on the same page and, yeah versus mm-hmm. just you know someone who they know is just going to nod at them and you don't really know mm. if they have it or not so and i know people that do that like you don't understand and you just try to hit that without yeah. knowing yeah. what it is <laughs> like, oh, totally. like in the dark like i don't throw in something yeah <laughs> yeah throwing a shot in the dark mm. oh, maybe this is good yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. interesting what you said you feel like in spain it was the team felt kind of closer as a whole the yeah, animation but- team I also think that they are, are like how we are. The cultural, yeah, the cultural uh, yeah. difference. Not not that much of the studio or the cultural difference. Sure. It, but it does make a difference what you said. Like everyone is working together in like a yeah. space. Because I've worked in studios like that, and it definitely it's that mixed with the the less amount of people working. Like at, you know, Disney, mm. there's like 90 animators yeah, versus like maybe that's 20. Somewhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. you just feel. Naturally. When you're cl- yeah, because yeah, I work in Ilion and in the other studio that I worked, we were 15. Oh, yeah, there you and go. And that's yeah. like we were, yeah, so yeah, yeah. that was sure. great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's nice when you, yeah, hmm. they're that close. That's cool. That's really valuable to hear because, you know, not everyone, we, sometimes we talk about in this podcast, it's it's like whenever you there's a character animator, naturally it's like, oh, you must be shooting for one of the top, top studios, you know, like. Disney, DreamWorks, Pixar, whatever. But uh, it's true that there are very, very distinct cultural differences between mm-hmm. those studios and like a more mid-sized studio and a very small studio. And the big studios aren't necessarily for everyone. Um, I mean, obviously you did very well in both environments, but but um, there are people who, you know, it is really cool being a part of a really small team too and that might really speak to people. So it's something to consider when you're sending resumes and applications out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of pros and cons. And also, I think it's good to kind of change because I have enjoyed my experience here and I have enjoyed my experience in a small studio and I have enjoyed my experience in a mid- like medium-sized studio. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So yeah, try yeah. different 
Good, thanks. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I'm yeah. curious to ask, what have you liked most about working at Disney and in the U.S.? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> I loved everything, actually. Yeah, and I think the program, Disney, like, training program is amazing. For mm-hmm. me, like, what I lived, because there's, like, a super safe space to grow and mm-hmm. learn from the best of the best. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> you start, like, a trainee. And you have three months doing tests with a mentor, like a Disney animator that is your mentor. And after that, you go through a, not selection process, but a review that mm. they tell you if you are going to be an apprentice or not. Yeah. Is that scary? Uh, yeah. <laughs> super scary. That sounds scary. scary. I got that. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> it is very scary. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And after that, if you get into like the apprentice part, you start doing crowds with your crowd supervisor for, I don't maybe five months or so? Yeah, five. I guess we were in crowds from like January yeah. through June. So yeah, yeah, about that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you work with your crowd supervisor doing cycles and crowds work until you, like we have another review at mm-hmm. six months. To know if we're going to <laughs> be there. Yeah, and continue on. Yeah. <laughs> it's super stressful, but <laughs> and yeah, after that we went into shots for the movies and that's super cool. It's like a safe growing Yeah. It seems like it's it's really well thought out where they give you challenges at the right time and it mm-hmm. help yeah, it, it is a safe place to grow and make mistakes although i don't think any of us made like huge blunders but it's a point where you like if you're feeling slow or you need more time it's okay and um yeah i think other like everyone would benefit from working with a mentor too like Mm -hmm. you know i would love to just have like three months of doing tests with you know (laughs) eric goldberger like whoever like that'd be amazing for sure i think it'd be cool yeah, we just got to play with Moana and her dad, Tui, and it was, it was mm. super fun. And super fun. Yeah. I guess we could talk a little bit about what the review is like. It's basically you put all of your work together at that point in time, and then mm. the mentors we had and sort of the heads of the department go in some review room together and watch all of your work and you're not there you don't have to listen to it scary but you (laughs) do know exactly when it's happening and you have to sit there and pretend to work which nobody does and uh, (laughs) um, and in the case of the three-month review they told us that very day after the review whether we were going on so we kind of knew there was a block of time where we were gonna (laughs) learn our future (laughs) which was really scary Um, But the six-month review, it was a little more lax. It seemed like it was more that they were just going to give us feedback. And um, maybe it would have been a catch point for them to let someone go if it wasn't working out. But for all of us, we we were kept on. So, yeah, that's kind of the structure. And then at the end of the year, um, there's also another review to see if you extend past the apprenticeship and become an assistant but that's yeah the overall structure of the program disney's like one of the only studios that kind of does an apprentice i know dreamers did it for a little while Mm -hmm. right but i don't know if is that continuing hopefully i have no idea yeah i think that was the first year they did it i think this past year 
I think it's something they're interested in doing in the future. We called it the development program, quote unquote, because we could not call it the exact same thing. Disney oh. Disney. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be different. The Disney apprenticeship at DreamWorks. <laughs> exactly. We, we have like the Mickey Mouse logo, but with Shrek ears. <laughs> yeah. I love that. <laughs> but yeah, so we did that this past year, and it's very possible that it will happen in future years. We'll see. But maybe we'll have somebody on who went through that in the future. That'd be awesome. That could be a good idea. And is that like a way uh, that now they know you? Is like you, is that a way to get in? in yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They'll tough. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so valuable what you just said. Yeah. Just now they know you. That doesn't mm-hmm. seem like a huge deal necessarily when you just hear it. And I know when you're a student and you're really nervous to find a job. And it can be so frustrating when you just mm. have interviews with companies or interact with companies or just have like a short internship, but it doesn't turn into a job. In the long run, those things are so valuable because, you know, even though with visa reasons, maybe Paula might not be staying for the next couple months. I know mm. Disney is absolutely going to get her back as soon as possible because <laughs> she was amazing and they loved her and everything, you yeah. know. So it's, yeah, it's so amazing just or it's such a great opportunity to make whatever impression you can, even if it's not a full-time job. I know. Yeah. yeah. Totally. I just feel like I remember yeah, being a student yeah, yeah. and it was like, oh, it's not going to turn into a job. And it's like, well, it's no, basically sure. equally valuable yeah. <laughs> just yeah. to get yeah. some sort of foot in the door. Mm-hmm. I'm super curious to ask, like, what's the biggest thing you learned while you're in the apprentice program? And has anything that you learned at Disney changed your workflow at all? Totally. <laughs> <laughs> There's like... The main thing that I have learned that I think is super important is, like, I can figure it out. <laughs> like, I don't know how to animate everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not the best animator. But I know I can figure it out. Mm-hmm. I can, like, everything that they give me, uh, I may not be used to it. Mm-hmm. I have never animated, I don't know, a dragon or whatever. Mm-hmm. But... I can figure it out, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and try not to stress too much. Yeah, you about... need to learn that too. That's like, yeah, that's super. I nice. feel like that could be our tip jar right there. Yeah. <laughs> like you can figure yeah. it out. That's that serious, <laughs> amazing. Because yeah, it's. I feel like there's this. Sorry, I'm just gonna jump in now. <laughs> like, I feel like there's. Or when I was in school, I always thought like, oh yeah, the greats. They just like inherently know everything right? and they just have like this encyclopedia of oh this is how a horse walks as opposed to a mule <laughs> and this is a chicken and this is how you you show sadness with a little bit of contempt yeah. but <laughs> nobody's like that right and that's so i feel like that takes so long to like yeah to come away with that that's such a great mm. yeah that's yeah. a great thing that's definitely been one of my biggest lessons in confidence which is I think that true confidence isn't that you know how to do everything. It's that you think you know how to, or you have the confidence to figure out anything and you don't let that stop you. If you have doubt or anything, you're like, okay, well, I'm just going to explore this topic. I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to reach out to people more senior to me and ask for help when I need it. And that's, that's a pretty big distinction. Cause I think the former where you think you just know how to, do everything off the bat is where you're going to... A recipe for failure. Yeah, that's a recipe for disaster. (laughs) Is that just... Did you learn this just from going through so many challenges at Disney and and kind of going through it and then succeeding or... No, also, um, coming to Disney is super scary. Like, Mm -hmm. 
mostly we were apprentices like we were the last yeah <laughs> we're the, at the bottom of the yeah. ladder <laughs> <laughs> and it's super scary knowing that so, like uh, everyone there is so good like, <laughs> and they're going to see your job <laughs> what do you do it's scary to come here and to show what do you do but is is what i have learned and here is that in every studio there's people that is also not at your level but you can, like you can fit there in a way you're right. not the best but you have a place there and mm -hmm. you can do stuff for a studio that is available like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I mean, there, a place there, there but... needs to be a crowds team yeah. and there are shots that aren't necessarily the A shots, but mm -hmm. are good opportunities to learn and grow. And, and um, junior people that like, yeah. yeah. In totally. every studio needs like every kind of animator. It's not yeah. like, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not just like everyone's a top yeah. star, whatever, yeah, yeah. doing it. Yeah. Totally yeah. understand that. And no matter how like skilled or polished your work is necessarily, mm. there is this aspect to your individual taste and your mm. your acting choices which are specific to you and who you are totally. as a person, which nobody else can bring. So totally. Yeah. yeah. And that made them interested in you in the first place mm -hmm. to offer you, you the apprenticeship. So obviously there's something there that's yeah. special and unique to you. So yeah, regardless of Where you are in the ladder, supervisor, senior, junior, whatever, you mm. there's something, like Katie said, yeah, that is uniquely you that is very valuable. Yeah, there's some spark to your work that they see. And then, you know, the supervisors can help you make your work polished. But that little spark of the mm. acting choices you make, that, that's specific to you. Yeah. yeah. That was one of the things that I, like, learned here that mm. is not that important to know how to polish or animate or technical stuff because you can learn that mm -hmm. but the the all the acting choices and stuff is the like the important mm -hmm. thing that you have to work on yeah. which is interesting because that, yeah that's you're right like it's easier to learn polished stuff it's harder to sort of like mm. have the eye for like acting i guess but mm -hmm. i still think you can learn it obviously but I can see why they value that in, in their apprentices. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to ask about, a little bit ago, you said one of the biggest takeaways from the program is that you felt like you could figure things out now. So I would love to hear if you could go into a little more detail on what figuring things out means for you. Was there like some go-to people you'd always go to for feedback or, or I don't know, just like, you know, I'm sure figure it out. It means it could apply to a variety of different situations, but you have something that you don't know how to approach or something is causing you is outside of your comfort zone. What how do you, do you deal do? with yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like, uh, normally like now I'm working in the same studio that my boyfriend is working. Uh -huh. So that's a huge, huge, like, please would I can lean. <laughs> oh, sure. Sure. Mm -hmm. so yeah. Nice. And he helps me a lot. So that's a good one. But also we have mentors there that mm -hmm. they always make sure that we know that we can count off there like, with them whenever yeah. we want. Yeah. Just message them and yeah, like, accessible. And they accessible. are so, 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 yeah. 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 Available, yeah. So just yeah. having, sounds like having some senior people that you're comfortable being vulnerable yeah. with and yeah. Yeah, and, and have they, the time. let them help you because yeah. sometimes you're scared to let 
people know that you don't know how to do something. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, you, you've been hired and maybe you don't want to let them know that, yeah, you don't know how to do this. And maybe it's so easy that you've just been... It's worse to try to figure it out on your own yeah. than mm -hmm. just ask and get help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's a great tip. Yeah, I was going to say, are you a person who likes to show early and often your work? Or do you like hold on to it and show it once you think it's good? Or curious about or that. Or in between. <laughs> or in between, maybe. In between, because sometimes when I don't like something, I just need it to be perfect for me. Right. Before mm -hmm. I show it, totally that is that. not good. No, no. <laughs> Please I... don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> don't do yeah, it. Yeah, the best thing is showing. But sometimes it's hard for me to show things that I'm not comfortable with. Yeah. 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 But I should. <laughs> so we talked a little bit about like how you would approach, you know, something you're not familiar with or is out of your comfort zone. But I'm curious to ask, like, what is your sort of normal workflow like? Like, do you are you someone that shoots reference and Um, yeah, how do you approach a shot? And it, it's cool if it varies depending on if it's like a dialogue or action. But yeah, how do you approach a shot? Yeah, normally I shoot reference mm -hmm. because I have tried to do it without reference and it's so much difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. And that's a, I think that's the thing that I have to change because sometimes when I have things that I can't shoot reference mm -hmm. for, mm -hmm. I have a hard time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Normally, I shoot reference, and then I try to just use it for like the beginning. Mm -hmm. It's just to avoid the blank space. Yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. and when you start, everything starts to flow, mm -hmm. and I just forget it mm -hmm. in the middle of the. I think I don't even do like a whole blocking with a reference. Oh, okay, yeah. but it's just to have something to. Mm -hmm there yeah. that, I, yeah, guess, something that I know that I have from. something there that can help me mm -hmm. this is like a little technical thing maybe I'm getting too into it but when you bring in reference or when you use reference do you actually bring reference into Maya or do you separately view it like no I have it into Maya okay cool but I normally like to time it like oh, right. using the animation like I don't the, know the, yeah. like yeah. the time Time, time curve, curve. Yeah, yeah, totally. Time it to uh, make things uh, slower yeah. or... Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. That's a good yeah. tip, actually, honestly. Yeah, that's great. We've never said that before. before. But yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Timing. Yeah, that you can kind of, yeah, Maybe make something a little more cartoony, just, yeah, right in Maya with the little time curve. Mm -hmm. um, I'm interested then, are you very pose to pose or do you work a little more spliny or kind of a mix? How does that spliny, work? Spliny, totally. Spliny, cool. Yeah, I started in the, for like two years, three years ago when I started, I started like pose to pose doing that. But I have realized that that's so much work. <laughs> oh, yeah. Totally. Because when you do it in a spline, you... You like, you can see what you are doing and what it's going to look like before mm -hmm. you spline it. Yeah, Because sure. normally when you do it in like blocking step it mode, when you press spline, you want to kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I have oh to start. Gosh, yes. I have to start it <laughs> over again. Yeah, yeah. So now I've learned to work more spline and yeah. Okay, so then when it comes to showing it, how do you show it to people? Are are directors and people at Disney okay with seeing kind of a spliny thing or do you shoot it like on fours or or how does that work 
Uh, I normally try, when I'm not super comfortable with the timing and stuff, I normally show in on twos okay. because it kind of works better because they only need to know actually the acting and the yeah. things that they want to see in the shot, what is going to feel like. Yeah, what are but the they don't, and... They don't really care about the polishing or... Mm -hmm. hmm. So I normally show it on twos. Okay. And then when it is approved... I mean, the second time that I show is normally once, if I mm -hmm. have notes and stuff, and then I just publish. Cool. I'm not yeah. sure if we mentioned this before, but I'll just really briefly mention, if you're someone who's pretty new to animation, when we talk about twos and ones, um, what we're referring to is sort of like the frame rate that we're showing our animation. So like normal animation that you see in the movie is typically like 24 frames per second, which means that there's like 24 individual images that are playing within a second time period. But as we kind of work through our shots, we're kind of <laughs> starting broad and working down towards those, like that 24 frames per second. So when we say twos, um, that means that we're showing two frames um, or... Well, specifically, it's kind of like we're showing on 12 frames per second and we're holding one frame for, for two frames, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if this is the best explanation. But, no, think, but think about it as more like 12 frames per second and there's an image hmm. that's holding frames. for two frames, yeah. yeah. Um, so then ones would be uh, if you actually are showing at 24 frames per second and it's 24 individual images. Yeah, and what Paula said was important there that usually on twos, it's a little more forgiving. So mm -hmm. it, it's nice to early on for your, you know, somebody might call it their blocking pass or the blocking plus pass um, to show it on twos because it, if things are a little floaty or, mm -hmm. or not quite all together, sometimes showing it on twos, it, it looks a little better than it really is. <laughs> so, yeah. Forgiving. Yeah. yeah, so, but it saves you all the work you have to do in like really polishing something and mm -hmm. getting it really, really nice on one. So sometimes when, when it looks decent on twos is a good time to get it in front of directors and such because you can see all of the ideas there, uh, but you, you haven't yet invested you know, 20, what, however many hours in, into the polish. And mm -hmm. it, it very clearly sends the message that, okay, this is not done. Like it's yeah. still technically yeah. still in stepped mode, yes. you know? But so I, I want yeah. you to approve the acting or the, mm -hmm. yeah, the, if you like. Yeah. And if you're curious just to get a visual on what twos or ones looks like, we'll include some examples of sort of in progress shots so you can see what the difference is between those and, and how it kind of, boils down to getting more and more detailed as you go through your shot. Yeah, mm -hmm. totally. Maybe we can show one of Paula's shots. <laughs> <laughs> just take the animation mentor shot and do it like... I just the, did. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, Paula, I would love to hear if you'd be willing to share the best piece of advice you've ever received in any way career-related. <laughs> I mean, so if there's difficult. something particularly good... <laughs> not career related let's hear that too yeah. <laughs> or just a very good it doesn't have to be the best we don't have to put that much pressure on you I think, <laughs> I think actually one of the best is one thing that I have talked in this podcast after uh, before sorry mm -hmm. uh, but my supervisor told me just like not everyone in here is super good and you fit here like Everyone have, has a place here, and you can have a place here. You're, maybe you're not the best of the best, 
you are learning and you have your place here and you don't have to stress about being like in the top, the top tier. Like in the yeah. top or something just you have a place here and you can grow and you can, i don't know yeah that's really that cool i didn't know that came from your mentor yeah that's cool yeah, yeah it's super comforting our, to hear our that. supervisor was <laughs> michael is yeah michael is woodside yeah. oh did it come from oh, michael woodside yeah. oh hey He's michael amazing. michael michael is one of my favorite people ever at disney so michael who we're talking about is michael woodside who you might know on instagram as i think it's at Annam woodsy and he was the crowd supervisor on Frozen 2, and we worked super closely with him. Um, and, and Michael is just, like, one of the most, like, sensitive and humble and reassuring animators that you could ever meet. And he, I think he came up through crowds on Ralph and has had, like, a, an amazing trajectory to becoming a soup now. Um, on Frozen 2, but yeah, he is just like, he always has the best things to say. Yeah. yeah. I, don't know, I don't know how, but when we, like, when we had a forum, he always had, like, the perfect... Yeah, piece of advice, yeah. or just was so reassuring. Hopefully we, we can have him on at some point. Yeah, that would be, be awesome. <laughs> if you want to get a visual, you can go to Trent Corey's Instagram account, and you can see a lot of wonderful caricatures. Of oh. <laughs> Do you want to get a picture of this guy? I got pictures. <laughs> yeah, email me privately. <laughs> we are absolutely taking that out. That has to come out. No, I want that in. <laughs> I'm not sure if you can answer this necessarily, but do you have a favorite shot you've ever animated? And if it's on Frozen 2, it's okay. You can just like vaguely describe it because at this point in time, Frozen 2 has not been released. <laughs> yeah, I think my favorite shot was in Frozen 2 because, yeah, the characters, are, I mean, you have seen them like so many times. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so exciting to get to work with them. And it's an Elsa shot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. And that was exciting. <laughs> So there you go. Buy a ticket. <laughs> yeah. Because you got to see Paolo's favorite shot. <laughs> yeah. I will say Paolo's work on Elsa was amazing. And they like totally recognized it because they kept giving you Elsa <laughs> shots. <laughs> <laughs> it's just amazing work. Yeah. And Elsa beautiful. is, for those of us who don't know, she's a major character in Frozen. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Somewhat major. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And you know, Paolo, you're, I feel like, your work that I've spied on. It always is really nicely exaggerated where it doesn't feel like super crazy cartoony, but you've obviously strayed from your reference in, yeah. in points here and there um, to make it even better than probably what you had mm -hmm. in reference. Do you have any advice on that or is it, is it just totally a gut thing or, or how does that work? Thank you for that because I thought it was super like video reference. <laughs> no, no, like well, I'm specifically thinking of one of your yeah. um, your shot of Moana from the training program, oh. which I know you can't yeah. post, but I mean, shit. you know, <laughs> yeah. I know, but it was like it was so nicely exaggerated here and there. Mm. Um, how do you approach something like that? Do you kind of lay in the mechanics and then exaggerate from there, or is it something you know up front I that you're going to do? I think it's God. Like, yeah, I don't like. Uh, I told you, like, I just use the reference in the beginning, and when I'm in the shed, I start feeling it, like, another way, and I just change it. I I don't know. That's cool. That's <laughs> I don't know awesome. how to explain it, actually. Yeah. It's just, yeah. like, you, like, what I feel. I see it, and I think, yeah, it needs another thing here, like... Mm -hmm. 
do experiment, sort of like trial and error and just play? Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you mentioned about how you shoot video reference for your process, but I know, I want to brag about you a little bit. I know that you often shoot reference for your boyfriend, amazing animator Pedro, and my favorite reference that I've ever seen was probably the reference that you shot for all of the princesses in Wreck-It Ralph 2. I think you... I think you mentioned that you shot reference for that amazing shot where all of the princesses are watching Ralph fall from the sky and they are literally all reacting in their own individual way. What? It's I amazing. didn't know that. Yeah. And that, yeah. there's like, uh, my favorite one is probably Snow White and she's like got her arms out and she's kind of like flailing Oh my gosh. Can and... we post this or is it not, not allowed? No, yeah. Oh, it is allowed. It is. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Let's show We gonna post. have to post this for a variety of reasons. <laughs> One, because Paula did an incredible job shooting reference for it, and everybody should be giving her the props she deserves. <laughs> Two, because Pedro did a great job animating it. <laughs> Three, because just as an animator, pay special attention to all the princesses are doing basically yeah. the same thing. It's such a quick... But in their yeah. own unique, specific yeah. ways, that is awesome. which we always talk about. You know, mm-hmm. the top studios are always mm-hmm. looking for a specificity mm-hmm. in what, you know, any... A lot of people can animate a nice walk from here to there, but when you do it with character and where you really, mm-hmm. through a simple walk or a simple gesture, yeah. you communicate who a character is, and that shot totally does it. It was amazing because normally, like, they were in crunch doing that shot. It was, they, they were finishing the movie and they were doing a lot of hours. And he was, like, he's so good that he committed to do, like, every princess with his first, like her personality, yeah. that was is amazing. That shot is amazing. Yeah. And it's so quick that you can even enjoy it. But you, if you see it like slowly, like frame by frame, you can see every prince is doing like something yeah. specific. Crazy. When you see it, it just feels right. Yeah. But then when you actually frame through it, you're like, oh my god! Yeah. Like look yeah. at all the conscious decisions that mm. were made and to make only, it just feel right. Not only that, but the princesses come from different eras and different. Like styles, styles yeah. of animation, and they, I think they really, mm. or you guys really stayed true to that, which is absolutely amazing. One of the things that I enjoy most is like doing reference for him because, yes, I, I'm not really good, but always when I shoot reference, then I see his animation, his animation is like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, he, he, he knows how, how to take everything and do it so amazing that that's awesome yeah we can put his reel in the show night yes. I, I saw his yeah. amazing ralph reel so we'll absolutely include oh that and we'll also put the specific time code of i mean watch the whole reel it's great yeah. <laughs> but doesn't matter besides specifically this one. <laughs> or you see where polish out reference for this this uh princess stuff is awesome mm-hmm. Do you have any particular animators or films that inspire you? And oh. like when you started, you were like, "I want to do this because of this reason," or anything in particular that? Yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, there, I, I didn't know I wanted to be an animator, so I hadn't had that like inspiring thing. But totally, I can like I can remember when I was little with the I don't know how you call it here, but. VHS, like the... VHS yeah, tapes, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was framing through... How? A whole new... I just, 
Oh, like pressing yeah, the like, yeah. play, what? like play pause, play yeah. pause, oh play pause, play pause. That's why you're through. such a good yeah. animator now. You can click so quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and I was framing through a whole new world. Oh, yeah. nice. And we that shot with them in the magic carpet when mm-hmm. they fall and her oh, wings her are hair. flying. Oh, yeah. yeah. And awesome. then I, I was told that Mark Hearn did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I will. <laughs> oh, that is so cool. So cool yeah. Did you ever tell him? Or no. no. <laughs> Oh, no, but but I didn't even know the animation was a job. I mean, yeah. I was just filming through it because I liked it I, and I like to see the images and and I didn't know that I wanted to be an animator. But suddenly, yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So, how old were you when you thought to frame through something like? I maybe eight. Wow! <laughs> I don't. But think I didn't I know was... I was framing through something. You're I was just liking just it, looking at the. Yeah. That's so that cool. I was not smart enough to realize like, that it was like yeah. still images moving. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's moving. It's like oh, I'm yeah. moving. Thank I had been working professionally for like three years before I framed through, and it. <laughs> I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. They're individual drawings. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What That's a great so Easter egg cool. for Mark Hen when he's listening to this podcast. <laughs> hey, Mark. Thanks for downloading, Mark. <laughs> yeah. And I hope that answered your question because I totally. can't remember the question. No, no, it did. It, it did. did. It okay. was like <laughs> being inspired. For, I mean, we all okay. talk about like movies that kind of like... We were like, whoa, when we yeah. were younger. And mm-hmm. yesterday I saw Tarzan in, like, the theater. The, t- the original? Yeah. Oh, wow, nice. Yeah. And uh, it's amazing. <laughs> like, it's crazy 3D. It feels like when he's going through the vines, yeah, and you're like, what the hell? It's not the same. Like, in the theater is so... Oh, weird. yeah. How yeah. did you see it in the theater? Was it playing in... El Capitan? Yeah. Oh, they are playing. Oh, nice. In- yeah, El Capitan is, like, the the big Disney theater in Hollywood, like on Hollywood Boulevard and Disney hosts a lot of their premieres there for anyone who's not familiar. It's, it's like, a, I've never been actually, but it's a beautiful theater. Right. And, um, that's crazy. That's cool. And Tarzan is an awesome one to frame through actually mm-hmm. on the subject of frame yeah. through movies. Cause there are like randomly super, super exaggerated frames here and there, but it doesn't feel like a super mm-hmm. cartoony movie. So it's a good one to see like how much you can push things and still kind of fit into the world of naturalism. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so that's cool. Gosh, I'm, I'm yeah. bummed we missed it. That would have been a cool one to see that. <laughs> and also it's like kind of, is one of the things that has so much emotion mm-hmm. there. I don't know, mm. because I don't, maybe... Aladdin is not that emotional. It's mm. like a princess, but Tarzan, I don't know. Totally. Yeah. 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 The, the parent and kid yeah. relationship. I don't know. Yeah. So, Paula, I would love to hear a little more about kind of whatever differences or similarities you notice between working at a studio like Ileon in Spain versus Disney in the U.S. Uh, one of the things that I have noticed working here is that here uh, they really value the artist and they mm. really value the person that is behind the shots mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not yeah. just machines working sure mm-hmm. and yeah we're persons and we fail sometimes and i don't know yeah that's, that's a, awesome that's a good thing so, yeah yeah mm-hmm. i think one is the, the best things 
working here is that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So would you say, not to pry too much, but in other studios, um, do you feel like the focus has been a little different? Like it was more just on what you could, how much footage you could get through in a day or a week versus more so how are you doing as an yeah. artist? Or yeah, I don't even know exactly what yeah. question to ask, but how, <laughs> no, how would fair. you compare? Totally. Uh, the thing is that what I have lived in other studios that is more based on maybe footage or mm-hmm. if you... It sounds super bad. Uh, if you don't finish this in your time, you have to take time of your next shot. Oh, but sure, it sure. becomes crazy because something I I got a shot and I had one day to finish it because I had like oh my gosh. they had keep <laughs> oh being pushed by the other wow. shots and it was wasn't even my fault because Maybe like it's not the director's fault actually, because sometimes there's something to change and you can't, and you have to do it, and yeah. there's no way yeah. to. You right. can't predict you, you need, it. Yeah, you yeah. need to spend more time, and that's it. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's, and and yeah. sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> also, I, I, I think that <laughs> um, what I have lived is when you finish the production, they let you go. Mm-hmm. And I know here is different. And here they want to keep you, and they want to because they value like your job and your profession, your artistry, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they want to keep you. And what I have lived in other studios, just the production ends. You are. It's really good to bring that up because I do feel like maybe that's a weakness of this podcast that we are working at Disney and DreamWorks, which, in the grand scheme of things, even though. Everybody complains, no matter where they are, you know, things could always be better. Um, in the grand scheme of things, working for, like, one of the top, top animation companies is a very privileged position mm. to be in. Because the budgets are very big. Mm. Um, you know, generally, you have a lot of support on the technical side, and, and you'll have your supervisors kind of vying for you. But, yeah, at a lot of companies and stuff, and I know a lot of us have almost everyone here has, has mm. dealt with or everyone here has dealt yeah. with absolutely situations that are not the best and and it mm. can be really tough and you can be yeah really unrealistic expectations can be heaped on you and that's mm-hmm. unfortunately part of life as an animator <laughs> and yeah. 99.9 percent yeah. of people are going to go through that so just know if you are going through that <laughs> it's okay you will survive <laughs> it's yeah. just kind of you Sucky part of to, things. Oh, go ahead. You just have to move a hundred times <laughs> to be like <laughs> in different studios. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In three years, I have moved like eight times. <laughs> wow. I'm That's, so used to it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Do, you, do you have advice? Because I'm imagining some people who are listening to this podcast who are probably like are going to move in places. Do you have any advice for those people who would be in your shoes or whatever? <laughs> it's not going to be easy. <laughs> yeah, for but, sure. Yeah. I don't know. I have done it so many times that, but it keeps like it is it's still difficult. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's difficult. It doesn't get better. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> well, you know, I'm glad you say that, even though it. Yeah, we laugh at kind of how morbid it sounds, but. And the reason I'm so glad you say it was because I remember as a student when I would Mm. think of, oh, maybe I'll be an animator in a different country. It felt so romantic to be like, oh, I'm going to move here and I'm going to be eating baguettes and wearing a beret (laughs) and and animating. And it's going to be, you know, 
But then you have to deal with the reality of, okay, what am I going to do with my bank account? Yeah. What, am I, what am I doing with health insurance, There's with so this, many blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it's something you absolutely need to take into account mm-hmm. if you're planning on working on overseas or if you're, you know, forced into that position or, um, yeah, and it still can be fantastic, right? But mm. you have to know that there's real-world, pragmatic pros and cons. junk yeah. <laughs> you yeah. got to deal with. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. pros and cons, absolutely. Yeah. I'm curious to ask, like, just, like, really logistical differences between, like, studios you've worked at in Spain and here. Like, do, is there a lot of overtime in the studios or is it more in the U.S.? And what's, like, the <laughs> sort of, like, hourly culture like? Yeah, uh, in Spain we... Actually, we don't. You only do forty hours a week, oh, or forty-five. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we don't have too much overtime. That's what nice. Is- <laughs> That's pretty nice. <laughs> yeah. Are there any differences between like the standard perks that you receive at the studios, like the amount of vacation time or like anything like that? Yeah, I've not here. You have like one day per month worked. Oh, I yeah, think. that you acquire. Like vacation day. Mm-hmm. There in Spain, we have 20, 20-something days. Oh, that's For nice. the whole year. <laughs> I'm so sad. Yeah, and, <laughs> and normally when you are sick, you don't have to... You don't have, like, an amount of sick days. Uh, if you're sick, mm-hmm. you just say, I'm sick, I'm not going. Uh, that's so nice. That's, nice. that's what it should yeah. be. Yeah. What a mix, right? It's so funny, because it's like... You said you feel maybe more individually valued as an artist, yeah. but you have five sick days. Mm. It's like, okay, well, what if I'm sick more than that? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Versus this other place. Where, I mean, yeah. it's so easy to Definitely. be more than five days. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Paula, what is next for you after Disney? Well, I signed a contract with, I mean, I not signed a contract, but yeah. I'm going to Spain again, to Madrid, nice. to work in Ilion again. We're doing a Asian film called uh, Wish Dragon. No, you're cutting <laughs> that out. Dragon Keeper. <laughs> <laughs> super close. What is it? Dragon Keeper. It's is, super close. Is <laughs> <laughs> is based in a book series? I think. Oh, cool. Oh, nice. How long are you gonna be there for? You think, or is it just? Know. Yeah, it's just they normally hire you for projects. So nice. when the projects end, your contract ends. Are you excited? Oh, really? So it's kind of a sliding end date? If they say, yeah, like, you oh, don't they, know. we're going to extend by two months. Yeah. It's just like, you're extended by two months. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're oh. hired for a project. So okay. you don't have an end date. Hmm. I see. You end when the project finish. Oh, wow. Oh, That's nice. interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Is that, This is maybe very specific, but is there like unemployment insurance when you're at, yeah. uh, there is. So if you in get like, Spain? yeah, yeah, we oh, have, okay, cool. it's called paro. <laughs> nice. That is when you don't, when you have, be, you have to work first. Right. And you normally pay an amount per month. Okay. Gotcha. For the state. So if, if you have a job, it's fine. It all keeps like that. accruing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have a job, you have like, X months. That's awesome. So yeah. it's, it's, it does that help probably when yeah, if you get like totally. laid off, you're just like you're fine. Yeah, I was uh, in Paro, <laughs> like unemployed before coming here. Nice. And mm-hmm. I was with uh, that help like 
That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. It's good in this good industry. We always talk about how it's yeah. such a project-based industry mm. where you get hired and then you get let go and yeah. super yeah. useful. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. We should mention that, like, Paula was... You know, I'm just going to be honest. Paula was, like, the best apprentice. Like, oh. like it was, like... <laughs> I, I, I think it was pretty obvious that your work was stellar and, like, animator quality. And Disney, everyone I talked to, like, the mentors, everyone says we absolutely would keep Paula if it weren't for the tough visa situation, um, which, you know, maybe you guys have heard about, like, just this current climate and administration it's it's tougher than ever to get a visa mm-hmm. um and i know you you've mentioned a bit that you're you're looking into getting a visa sort of individually and independently and mm. uh, could you talk a little bit about sort of <laughs> what you're going through right yeah. now and um and hopefully we'll yeah bring you back as soon as we can <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can just talk about it i don't have like i have just started so yeah. i don't have much Super fresh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's a possibility possibility to get a visa on your own. You just oh, have to nice. have an immigration lawyer to help you. And you need to have a like to meet some criteria. Mm-hmm. That there are like seven points that you have to I think there's like you need four of them to be like feel like mm-hmm. what so, what kinds of points or what sorts of criteria are yeah, they? It's like you need to have awards. Okay. Oh, I see. Yeah, uh, support letters. Like okay. They were asking me for 12 support letters, I think. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Wow. And press pieces, like mm-hmm. something with a, like interviews. Like podcasts. Podcast. <laughs> like animation happy hour. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. download this podcast to support Paula. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, interviews and it's, there's a lot of points. Mm-hmm. Also, if you have worked in fields that are rec- recognized, like... Oh. Internationally, like Frozen Two. Like Frozen Two. Hey, actually, yeah. does yeah. that actually help? You think yeah, being totally. a part of Disney? Yeah, totally. That, that's, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, and also even the because you have to like pre- present a portfolio, so you mm. have to show your work. Okay. That's awesome. And I mean, Disney has been so so good helping me, like giving me nice shots mm-hmm. that I can use in my future. That oh nice. Yeah, that's they great. have been amazing. That's <laughs> great. Yeah. That's great. It's good to hear. Hmm. And the the toughest part is know that Disney will keep me, and it's my dream. I mean, my dream is work in Disney, mm-hmm. <laughs> and know that I could work in Disney because they want me there, but I yeah. can't. <laughs> like, yeah, because I was born in another place, and it's not yeah. my fault. <laughs> like, yeah. I just was born in other places. No, yeah. On the flip side, I, maybe this isn't the case at all, but. When you were working in Spain, were there like any people from other countries working in the studios? And do you know what their experience yeah. was like at all, like moving to Spain? I don't know much about their experience moving mm-hmm. to Spain, but I know, yeah, there were not that much. There mm-hmm. were uh, maybe five. Mm-hmm. Even not five. <laughs> I can't remember one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Coming from. But I think it's easier to go to Spain. Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm okay. not really sure because I don't, I don't have experience in that. Mm-hmm. Totally. 
No hmm. worries. And do you know what other countries they came from, or generally? India. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, there's India and f- like France. I mean, Europe country oh, is super sense. easy because we are allowed to work in every European country without oh. a visa. Is I didn't know that. Yeah, that's, okay. that's oh, it's like a it's kind of uh, yeah. I see. Tip jar. Here we go. So Paula earlier in this podcast gave a really great tip and she's just going to reiterate it for us for this week's, sorry, this month's tip jar. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Yeah, don't, don't stay with your references. Like try to retime it, play with it. And I don't know, find something fun. (laughs) about it yeah Yeah, don't just like take the (laughs) reference exactly and like roto copy it Mm. like mess with the timing i think it's really Mm. good and you can you said you brought it into maya and like messed Mm. with the curve to adjust it Mm -hmm. i think it's Mm. super useful yeah so you can literally in maya for those who don't know you'll see a curve that'll look like a a diagonal line that represents the timing. And it says like on frame one, you're showing frame run one of your fre- reference of your preference. <laughs> and, then, and then, so you can set keys at certain points and then kind of nudge those keys closer together to make something a little snappier and pull them apart more to make it, uh, to draw out the motion more to make it longer. And it's a great way to put texture into your reference if it wasn't really in there in the first place. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Paula is someone who is particularly good at that. And yeah, so is that kind of something you, you just always do? You kind of take a second pass at your reference in Maya? Not always, but yeah, but normally I try to push it. Like, cool. yeah, mm-hmm. it's easier for me having that. A script in yeah. a way, like oh, sure. the yeah. planning yeah. before you go into it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and you don't necessarily have to use Maya to do your editing of your reference. You could use general editing software like Adobe Premiere or Adobe After Effects or maybe even Final Cut. I don't I don't use Final Cut myself, but I'm sure there's a way to do it. Totally. Um, but yeah, you if you prefer using that, you could edit your reference first and then bring it into Maya. Yeah, it's a great tip. Great tip. It's great for, um, yeah, all kinds of stuff. I mean, you use it just for texture with a regular sort of humanoid character. Or I remember um, one of my mentors when I was at Blue Sky actually interning there was uh, Steve Vanseth, who's an incredible animator, but he's a pretty big guy. <laughs> he's like, I don't know, he's like six foot something. And I don't know, you know, have to, not overweight, just a good solid build. Good job, Steve. And, uh, <laughs> But I remember he was shooting, he would shoot or talk about shooting reference for uh, Sid, the sloth from the Mm. Ice Age movies. And Sid, obviously, he's kind of, you know, flopsy and stuff, but he really moves around quickly Mm -hmm. here and there and has really cartoony stuff. Um, So Steve, being a large man, (laughs) couldn't do that super well naturally. So would get in and kind of edit his reference to get it feeling Sid-like just from the video. So then, like mm-hmm. Paolo was saying, you kind of have that roadmap to go off of and be like, okay, it already kind of feels like Sid, so I can kind of follow it more closely mm-hmm. now, and, and maybe it'll help your efficiency. Yeah. So for our very last question, we always love to ask our guests in the spirit of the Animation Happy Hour, what is your favorite drink? <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. First... Do yeah. you drink sometimes? But it's, a, yeah. it's okay if you don't. <laughs> yes, it's totally fine. Answer. We want to say, even though we are the animation happy hour, 
Whatever makes you happy during yeah. an hour is fine with us. Beer juice. makes me happy. Beer. Yeah. Right. Is there a specific sort of beer? Yeah. It's called Maur. It's from Spain, Madrid. Maur. Oh, wow. oh. Yeah. How do you spell it? M-A-H-O-U. Hmm. Wow, I've never heard of that. Yeah. Do you That's know cool. like what is it like a lighter? Is it like a it's heft light. or like a? No, it's not half. It's uh, like normal. <laughs> <laughs> normal like, beer. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like this, like this one that we're having. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Awesome. There you go. Go to Spain. Get a out. Like lager, <laughs> maybe. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. Similar. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yay. Good job. Awesome. <laughs> Next time you come on, we'll have that on hand. I promise. <laughs> so that brings us to the end of this episode. Paula, thank you so much for coming on. It's been such a blast to interview you. It was, thank you, Paula. Thank yeah. you so much. That was amazing. Thank you. Such a joy to cover, you know, what it's like to get a visa to work in the U.S., what the Disney Apprentice program is like, and all of the logistics of moving to a whole other country. So much stuff. And, with two cats. Yeah, with two cats, <laughs> which I think like 90% of the animation industry has cats. <laughs> but we definitely, we listeners, we want to invite you to participate. So if you are someone who has moved abroad for work, we'd love to hear your thoughts. If there's anything we missed about, you know, immigrating to another country that you think we should cover, we'll absolutely add that in to the next episode. Um, and hit us up on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Shoot us an email at animationhappyhour at gmail.com. We love to hear from our listeners. And with that, this has been Katie, Garrett, Ben, and Mona. Hey! Thanks for listening and happy, happy.